Welcome to Killer Kush, a podcast where we smoke. And talk about killers, caspers, and cryptids. My name's Lady Cocktonburg. My pronouns are they, she. My name is Lick Namak, and my pronouns are he, him. Welcome to episode 29. We're going to be doing readings from Cursed Objects by J.W. Auker. Which is very exciting. That's going to be our next two episodes. Yeah, our next two episodes are going to be excerpts from uh, this book that I got in Galena. On a little birthday trip. On a little, little, little do you want to start the, the podcast with the birthday trip? Yeah, let's start. Oh, cute. <laughs> so my friends and I went to Galena, Illinois for the weekend for my birthday. And we did a number of activities. Activity one. <laughs> Stop. Go lay down. Go lay down. Lay down. He said, damn. He said, please. I'm sorry. Katie's here. I thought I could misbehave because I don't respect them. <laughs> yeah, he does not respect you. No, he doesn't. He hates me. But I Elio does not respect you. Anyway, so we had a few activities planned. The first activity was brunch because we're the gays and the girls and, you know. Yeah, and it was perfect. It was so cute. We'd be going to brunch and then we were going to go to downtown Galena for the day. And while we were in downtown Galena, there is this witchy bookstore that I found that I got this book from. It was a cool-ass store, too. It was They a had dope so store. many little tarot things, and they yeah. had, like... I feel like there were multiple books on ghosts and paranormal mm-hmm. things that had happened in Galena specifically, and then the U.S. Yeah. It was cool. It was a nice place. Yeah, and there were some other cute stores. Uh, Nico surprised me. There was this cute store that was... Artists were selling their stuff there. And I saw these earrings that were little mushrooms made by a ceramics artist from Iowa. And I they were really Origin. cute, but they were $37. And I was like, girl. Which is like, I understand because artists, obviously. Yeah, I you get know, it. But it, everything that's made by a person, like an actual person and not in a factory, is expensive. It's expensive. It's, yeah. But I, and I was just, I'm so poor right now that I just couldn't bring myself to spend $37 on earrings. I just bought $4 ones from Etsy, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't spend $37 <laughs> on earrings. And then we left and Nico surprised me. He went back and got them. Well, and literally in the car, as we were leaving to go back to the cabin, Nick was like, oh, they were really cute earrings. I wish that I had bought them. And Nico was like, oh, yeah, those were very cute, huh? And all of us were like, cool, <laughs> haha, sad. Did, mm-hmm. you, did y'all know? I didn't, but we were separated. Mm. Yeah, we ended up getting separated a few times. Yeah. And Nick's parents drove down to have brunch with us. It was very which cute. Which was really, really cute. And then they covered the whole thing, which was so freaking nice of them. Yeah, go Mark like, and Kelly for that one. That was, Did not expect that. It was that. so kind. It, it was, was very so sweet. sweet. I got yeah. this bomb-ass Bloody Mary that had sausage that was made the town over in it. Oh, cute. So they were like, as far as it goes for like us feeling good about serving this meat we feel good about it because we know they were raised right because they literally are from a town over ethical consumption yeah wow and it looked good it had the two it had two pieces of spicy cheese on it yeah. right? like one white one and one yellowy uh-huh. one it was very and it looked good. so good there were hot cheetos in it which was weird yeah i was confused about that i thought that was like a special order you know at sonic how you can put nerds in there i thought <laughs> that you'd been like can your i Bloody please Mary. have hot cheetos and i just missed it <laughs> yeah no <laughs> but, they were just in there and i was kind of kind of confused about that one but but did it add to the flavor do you yeah think? i mean who doesn't love a hot cheeto true yeah no i, I was gonna try and argue that one just because like a part and then of you realize hot cheetos that. are yeah, just hot good cheetos, yeah universal truly yeah. Except for with bitches who are like, oh my god, that's too spicy for me. Because I'm like, that's too spicy for you. That, that, that's a cheat. Hot Cheetos are come spicy on. though. They are, but too spicy. Come on, just eat them. Eat them, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> go for that it. That little burn. Yeah. You know, the afterburn. The- you like can't touch your fingers through your eyes at all. Yeah. But when you do, it's kind of exciting. You're like, oh By no, accident. my contact. <laughs> what will I do now? It's on fire. Oh, I can't oh. blink. My eyes I are can't watering. blink. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then we had a beautiful little mimosa brunch made by our friend Casey the next day. And then we came home. Yeah. And we sat in the hot tub when it was snowing at like 1 a.m. It was so funny. And Felice was like slurring her words. Yeah, <laughs> she was, she was drunk. <laughs> but she was so cute. The next day, she was like, hey, who's going in the um, hot tub with us? And then we, like a few people said yes. And then they went outside and they shoveled the whole walkway and they undid like the top. They set the whole thing up themselves. They were yeah. so motivated. It was so sweet. That hot tub. 
Yeah, that's they were all mo- Felonese needs to be happy. The is the hot tub. Yeah, yeah. If I could give them anything, if we get rich in the future, hot we tub. shouldn't. Yep. Yeah. Hot tub. <laughs> hot tub. Glad we agree. But we can't tell them that we want to get no, a hot yeah. tub. No, yeah. Felonese's next birthday, we're just gonna get them a big uh, hot tub. Room. Yeah, we'll replace the <laughs> the fire pit on the front porch, the which is tub. now banned. Yeah. The neighbors yeah. above can't worry anymore because yeah. really the neighbors below. Listen to this bullshit podcasters. Okay, I will say it's not quite bullshit because I do understand, but yeah. <laughs> no, listen, I get listen, it. Okay. So we have this fireplace on our front deck and there is a deck above it about 12 feet, 15 feet above it. And it, it's all made out of wood, which is the issue. But we have a contained propane fireplace that the fire gets no bigger than six inches high. Yeah. And... Our neighbors complained about being worried that we were going to burn the apartment building down. And I said, valid concern because we are stoners. <laughs> okay. But also the six-inch fire to that 15-foot roof. It, yeah. It looks... It's got, like, um, people who live in Chicago, like, it's one of those little porches that's, like, a square or a rectangular porch that's shared over the front of the apartments. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of got, like, that... Like, the lower awning? Is that an awning? If it's, like, a wood thing? You know how, like, the wooden yeah, part is? Yeah, a little so th- kind of an awning. Yeah, because, like, the, it's got, like, a little fence and, like, a little awning. So I could see, like, the awning catching fire, mm-hmm. you know? But what's funny is I remember when we first got that and we put it on the front porch, Tommy was like, I, I think that's a fire hazard. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Well, our neighbors yeah. thought the same thing. Well, and then last night you were like, oh, yeah, we're forbidden from using the thing. Yeah. And immediately he said, oh, because, like, it's a fire hazard or? <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, our super was like, listen, you can't use it anymore. And we said, <gasps> okay. He said, all right, yeah. I like, get I get it. it. It's a little ridiculous. But yeah. it's like, because the grill in the back, the way that the back porch is dying and falling apart like that seems like more of a hazard and everyone has their little grills in the back yeah so the people upstairs have a charcoal grill which i think are illegal in apartment buildings in chicago oh really? i'm pretty sure you can't have a, a charcoal grill on your deck is that more dangerous yeah because charcoals just sit there in ember for a long time which is more of a fire hazard than a contained propane uh fire yeah i don't know if i know the I think I've only ever seen like a a regular non-charcoal or in a park are there charcoal grills Is they're the ones charcoal grills are the ones that are like round oh yeah oh that doesn't feel rectangle yeah. ones are always propane normally yeah is it like why do they have that that feels like <laughs> it's a it <laughs> gives a different taste to your food hmm. because it's smoky bougie so they're bougie I it's I think it's poorer actually oh well good to know Hey, the more <laughs> the you know. politics of charcoal grills. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I loved your birthday trip. Thank Tommy you. Also it was also like, very fun. <laughs> I slept through the mimosa brunch. Or, yeah, because the night before I had stayed up till like 4 a.m. I just could not go to sleep. So I was like reading. Reading that gay book. Room. Yeah, reading the gay book. I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo for podcasters who enjoy um, books. That one's a big book on book talk in mm. the... Um, women loving women community right now we love women yeah. loving women but it was like it was old hollywood lesbian romance and also like a modern day story so it felt very similar to me um to another book that i just read which if you this is like for the microchasm people who might have read this book and <laughs> are looking for another recommendation but i would definitely recommend plain bad heroines if you are a reader of the seven husbands of evelyn hugo and you liked it because it's also like that's a book that I read last year, and it's really long. It's 600 pages, but it's Oof. not dense. It's a YA, so it's very, like, you can read it very easily. It's consumable. Yeah. It's, like, I love books like that because they feel like entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know? They feel like it's just, like, a little popcorn, a little snack, sugar, if you will. Like, watching yeah. shitty TV. Like, it's the same sort of just, like, pure joy. Yeah. Um, But that one is witchy, and every single character in it is a lesbian or bisexual, Uh. which was amazing. And they're all, like, friends, too. It's not necessarily romantic. Love that. And it has, um, like, a current Platonic gay relationships. There's, and there's three of them who are, uh, the main people, and they are all, like, individuals, and they're written well, and each one is, like, sexy in their own way, and then they're all besties. So you're like, Wow! Just a group if you of love women, out. read this book. If yeah, you hate so, women, stay away. But it's beautiful. Haunted, spooky, 
What's it called again? Plain Bad Heroines. Thank you. Yeah. And then The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was good. Everyone was like, this is going to break your heart. And I was like, no, it's still just another YA book. <laughs> it didn't break my heart, yeah. but I loved that. But I it loved good. it. It was so good. Um, but yeah, so I slept through Nick's little mimosa brunch. And <laughs> Tommy was like, did you even go on this trip? Like, <laughs> you're not in this picture. Yeah, you were in the picture, which is so funny. <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was asleep. I was asleep. You were knocked downstairs. out. Yeah. That's my toxic trait is like, I'm not going to wake up. No, you really aren't. The second day there, I played pool so many times. And every time somebody was like, you're playing again? And I was like, yeah. yeah. But the second day there, I woke up and immediately went downstairs and started playing pool. At like 8.30 a.m., mind you. It was 8.30. Yeah, that's On my birthday trip weekend. I yeah, said, I'm playing pool. Okay, it's 8.30 on a Saturday. So I get that it's your birthday trip weekend. Um, But that's still a Saturday. We were up by like 7. Yeah, that's so early. Like, what do you guys do? Like, do you wake up and, like, do it a snort of cocaine? No, like, we just normally go to bed by, like, 10 at yeah. the latest. At yeah. the latest. I'm sleeping by 9.30 normally. Dude, I, like, if I had the perfect world, I would not go to bed until 3 a.m. And then I would wake up at 10 a.m. every mm. day. Because that's, like, I love the night. It's perfect. No one else is awake. You can watch things. You can, like, kind of, it feels, like, mysterious. You don't like it? Mm-mm. It's someday. Someday I'll make you. The funniest thing about our friend group is all of us part ways before midnight. <laughs> yeah. I think that that is very telling of our We're always early like, 20s all right, life. good yeah. night. <laughs> it's like around eleven twenty. Everyone's like, "Well, I better start uh, scooching out now." Yeah. Uh, and then we like smoke a little, and then we part ways. Yeah, which is crazy because this is the time that we're supposed to stay out until like five a.m. Yeah. I can't do that. No. Who can do that? If it's the summer. If it's the summer, I can Maybe. Like, convince myself. Yeah. But it also takes so much preparation the night before to do that because mm-hmm. that's messing up like my whole circadian rhythm. Yeah. Truly. Well, also in the summer, it's like bright until 9, 30, 10 p.m., yeah. you know, and then it's it's more okay. But right now it's dark by five and you're like, it's been night for so long, please. <laughs> it's an ounce of black light. by 6 p.m. You try to go yeah. outside. It's terrifying. It's cold. So it's just so tired. I'm yeah. so tired all the time right now. Yeah, yeah. Right now, the seasonal depression is hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. But we're on the up and up. The days are getting longer. Oh, that's so exciting! Uh, wow, more long dark days ahead. <laughs> day uh, after day. It's getting day colder and colder. Day. Yeah, I've got this skin condition. I actually don't know like what it's called because eczema. No, you got eczema. No, I don't have eczema. Actually, my skin is very hydrated. I apply lotion. What every skin day. condition do you have then? It's Caitlin? like I'll show you. So it's these. Well, if I show Nick, then I lean too far back from the mic. So I'll show you after I explain it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I get these like little white things when I don't get enough sun, and I was diagnosed when I was like five, but I don't know what it's called because it was a really long scientific word, and my mom five. and I just called them bobs. So yeah, and I was five. So like for a short period of my life, I went into like a, a medical tanning salon, and I would just like stand in the UV lights and take like extra vitamin D and stuff. But then my mom. I'm pretty sure she was, like, ADHD or something, because then she just stopped making the appointments, mm. which is, like, you know, it's chill. I would, too, as a parent. They're probably also expensive. Yeah. Thinking about, like, childhood stuff now is, like, damn, that, that costs money. Probably, yeah. And also my sister being disabled at the same time, it's, like, okay, so you have, like, a weird thing that's, like, mostly fine, and your sister's, like, gonna need actual medical attention, so we're gonna put this on the back burner. Yeah. But they went away for a few years, and now they've started reappearing. So in the winters mm. here, I get, like... Little tiny dots they that almost hurt? look like chicken pox. No, they don't hurt at all. They're just like hmm. there from my lack of vitamin D. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see it? Yeah. Do you see Show it? me. Let me get my little. <laughs> this guy right here is kind of like just a little white. Oh, yeah. Dot. It's like a little raised bone. Yeah. This is a scar. But there's another one here. It's like I've got one here. Yeah. Yeah. But they're just. Little white bumps that are from lack of sunlight. If you're a doctor and you just heard all of that, please let us know <laughs> what Katie's condition is. Yeah, but of course I moved to like the darkest, coldest place. I was like, oh, this weird thing happens and I don't get enough vitamin D. Like I get super depressed and all these you weird things You move to LA here. and see and then just never have it happen again. Yeah, and then I can like 
do some hard drugs and like be really really poor no (laughs) no wrong turn wrong turn that feels like living in la to me (laughs) hard drugs feels like living in la and living like below the poverty line and making like honey we're already there yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're already there below that poverty line i don't know about the hard drugs though like are you already there no 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 i'm not there for that but below the poverty line below the yeah we're living there that's fine though. I'm super cool with that. Like that's so cool to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Should we? We're gonna jump over to the section. Yeah, we are. Bye. Hey. How to the part in there? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> We're going to make our Danish? I don't know what. Is that? Yeah. Sure. We're going to make our Nordic listeners mad at us. <laughs> How you doing? I, I'm, I'm so I'm doing sorry. good. <laughs> Yours is kind of decent. Like, not terrible. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. that, homie. Uh, the very first thing that we're going to cover from the book Cursed Objects by J.W. Walker is Jew the... Walker. It sounds like you're saying Jew Walker it when you say that. It doesn't sound... Say it again. No. Walker. J.W. Walker. J.W. Walker. J.W. Walker. J.W. Walker. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to talk about the Bjorktorp. Can we talk about Bjorktorp really fast, that word? Bjork? Bjorktorp. Bjorktorp? Yeah. The Bjorktorp runestone. Cool. Are you ready? Have you heard yeah. about the Bjork Tork Roomstone? No, I've never heard about it until this exact moment right now. Well, you're gonna. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> that was very Irish. Dang it. <laughs> how do you do it? I feel like I'm slurring my word. Very exciting. <laughs> that was 100% now it's Irish. Irish. Yeah. All right, just get started on the Bjork charm. All right. <laughs> The Bjorktorp runestone in Sweden is one of the tallest runestones in the world. That's what accented is Swedish. <laughs> Swedish, yeah. I said Danish. Danish, mm. Norwegian, or Nordic. Nordic. Is that what you, yeah. yeah. Which cool. is right. Is that the same thing as. It's a Nordic country. Nordic what? is like a area of culture. Mm. <laughs> and judging by the ancient curse inscribed in an ancient language on its ancient flanks, it's not taking crap from anyone. Vikings, you know? The Nordic countries have their share of cursed runestones. For instance, the... Oh, God, these are a whole bunch of names. Glavendrup stone in Denmark threatens to turn anyone who disrespects the stone into a warlock, alternatively translated as an outcast. The Trigavald <laughs> runestone, also in Denmark, and the Celebi... <laughs> that was and bad. the Celebi... <laughs> runestone in Sweden features similar curses. But the curse engraved into these stones are, are gentle warnings compared to the dramatic curse carved into the Bjorktorp runestone. These are such cool names. It's because they're all Nordic. Trying to see a picture? Yeah. It has pictures. Oh, I love that. It kind of looks like a, a penis slash pickle spraying Pen- I would don't know if I would talk about this cursed it. runestone like that. Well, it's not here. Is it going to hear this? Does I don't it subscribe know. to our podcast? Did it rate us five stars on Spotify? And Apple Music. <laughs> and Apple Music. If it did, you can enter on the. You can come on the podcast, Bjork Torp. <laughs> Please, we'd love to have you. Please, You've Bjork. That's such a funny name, Bjork. Bjork, you're welcome on our podcast. You don't even have to subscribe. Like, you can give us a one star rating, and Bjork, if you hear this, like, come and kiss us on the mouth. <laughs> Please. 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 <laughs> The Bjorktorp runestone is located in the country of Bleking, in the southwest corner of Sweden, right on the coast of the Baltic Sea. It's an old burial ground in a forest full of tall, freestanding stones called mine hairs. The site... Mine hair? Yeah, that's how it says. Mm. M-E-N-H-I-R-S. Cool. Cute cabaret. (laughs) God. (laughs) The site dates to the Iron Age, sometimes in the 6th or 7th century. The site dates to the Iron Age, sometime in the 6th or 7th century. Some of these men... I don't know how to say that. Men... Meniers? Meniers? Mine hairs? Is that right? That sounds too German. Mine hairs... Mine hairs sounds like... Isn't that referring to, like, my... My sir? Isn't that... 
I don't know. Uh, in German, like the word hair typically means master. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, so that's like my master. So, Allen Alan Ginsberg has this great poem called My Master, My Master. That's sexy. He's like, my master, lick my hairy hole. My master, shove your throbbing cock into my orifice. My master. Oh, God. Yeah. But it's Allen Ginsberg, and he, uh, Howell was, I think, the first poem that was put on trial as being too indecent. Cool. And it was, like, trying to get its literary merit taken away from it. Damn. What, how, when, when was that? Like, 1600s? Allen Ginsberg? Yeah, when was Allen Ginsberg? Was recent. Was it? Yeah. Beat poetry? Oh, so that's, like, what, the 1940s, 1950s? Is that... I have a whole Allen Ginsberg poetry book. I should know when he was alive, and I, for some reason, don't. But it was, no, like, totally, well, mid-19th century. That's or crazy 20th century. It was put on trial. To, I forget how far we've moved forward in society sometimes, like, when years are put into perspective. Because I feel yeah. like in the 1950s, wouldn't they? Because like have you read how? Yeah. Yeah, we read it in ninth grade, though. Mm. So I don't remember it very well. It's so well, good. But... It was. I remember, like, the feelings that it elicited. Is mm-hmm. that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember those. And it felt, like, very mysterious and interesting. Like, I think that was one of the first times where I was like, oh, poetry is kind of interesting. Yeah, Allen Ginsberg poetry yeah. is really amazing. Yeah. I love, I do love poetry. Have you read any Charles Bukowski? Mm-hmm. He hates women. Like, really, really, really hates well, women a lot. Why are we supporting him? But he has really interesting um, poems. And I... Yeah. He said he hates women, but I love him. (laughs) He does hate women. But, oh, it's very interesting. I don't know, like the rhythm and the the way that it's sort of absurdist almost. Mm. But, yeah, I'll give you a book. Yeah, let me me read some. Anyways, back to the miners. Yeah, miniers. I'm going to start calling them miniers. Okay. Yeah, miniers. Some of these miniers are arranged in circles. One of the circles is composed of three tall stones also technically a triangle, one of which is the Bjorktorf runestone. You can tell which one because it bears Proto-Norse runes from the Proto-Vikings. Proto-Norse would evolve into Old Norse, which is a language of the Vikings. Is that a dead language? You wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me, (laughs) a literary expert. (sighs) No, it's not. I actually speak it. (laughs) I learned it in the second grade. Well, they transcribed it, so I'm assuming it's not a dead language because you dead languages are no longer studied and like right is i think dead languages are no one is a native speaker but there's still what's that there's like that link the rosetta stone where they like are able to like translate things because they all have similar origins mm. so someone could study that general language and the shape of things and they could figure it out but i think dead languages are like only a handful of people mm. are familiar with that language That'd be so yeah. cool to know a dead language. It would be. That's that would be the coolest flex. Like, yeah, that's gatekeeping right there. Yeah. In a nutshell, I would Share gatekeep the, the fuck out of that. <laughs> would you talk in it? Yeah, like, all randomly? the time, all the time. Uh, yeah, speaking Klingon and shit. People speak Latin. People take Latin in Colorado, like as a that's language crazy. elective. And some of those bitches would come into community theater and like speak in Latin. And of course, all of us being teens who are doing community theater, we were like. Oh my Whoa. god, is that Latin? You're yeah, so interesting. Like, yeah. Your depression just has a different flavor because you can speak Latin. Latin. Is your depression in Latin? Is your depression in Latin? Do you have dreams <laughs> in Latin? That's so sexy. <laughs> Nico literally having dreams in ugly ass German. Yeah, German feels wrong to me as a language. It is Our wrong German listeners are like, shut up. <laughs> I don't even know how to do a German accent. I'm sorry, if you're from Germany, I love you. Your country is beautiful. I really want to come to your country. I'm so excited to do it, but your language is bad. Yeah, it sounds like people like choking a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And I know that you can't control it and you grew up where you just grew up knowing that, like learning that language because of the culture you were around. And thank you for learning English. You didn't have to learn English. Thank you for learning English. That's so nice. Thank you all of the countries who learned English. We are really slacking in that We are in America. And it's something that's an actual issue because... There are so many languages spoken in America, and yet we only know fucking English. Yeah. And so I know some Spanish. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah. 
ridiculous. Well, isn't Spanish, like, the amount of people speaking Spanish is going to exceed the amount of people who speak English as a first language in America? I hope. Come, like, 2030 or something. It's, like, 60% Spanish is of such a pretty language. Spanish. Yeah, it is. English is not. It's weird that we don't teach language from, like, second grade, too. Yeah. I'm we glad start we don't have to earlier. learn German, though. Looking at Nico, judging him. He's looking Nico at us with hurt in his always eyes. Always in this room when we're recording this podcast, and I want you guys to know that. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, and then he listens to it again. Yeah, because he after we edit it. loves you. That's love right there, baby. Ooh, he just sassily snapped. Yes. <laughs> we should name a child that. Sassily. Our, child. our child, bitch. We ain't having kids. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. Name a child <clears throat> It's about 14 feet tall, almost the tree of a stone, and it's shaped like some kind of large upright base with long, thin neck and bulbous bottom. (laughs) Bulbous bottom. Bulbous bottom. On the back is a short phrase in ancient angular markings that have been weathered almost to invisibility, but which are legible thanks to dutiful preservations with regularly applied red paint. I predict perdition. Perdition? I don't know what it means. Want to Google it? Yeah. That phrase by itself may or may not be twistable into a curse, depending on how you translate it and in what context it's said. Oh, it's a state of eternal punishment and damnation into which a sinful and unpentant person passes after death. So I predict that is what the stone says. Oh, it's damning language written on the stone? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. But the stone's cursed status is cemented by message on the front, which goes into detail on the predicted perdition. It reads, I, master of the runes, conceal here runes of power. Instantly plagued by maleficence, doomed to insidious death is he who breaks this monument. I prophesy destruction. Or something like that. It depends on the translator. (laughs) Or something like that. (laughs) He is so funny. Bro, after, if I saw that, like, in person, you know how people are like, don't touch that red button, and you, like, really want to touch the red button? I'd be like, mm. I want to destroy that motherfucking yeah. thing so bad. I'd be- <laughs> in Prague, I'm pretty sure, you're supposed to, like, rub the St. Charles Bridge. There's, like, some stuff on it that you're supposed to, like, touch. Yeah. There's also a dog in another picture that, and another carving that's made out of, like, brass so everybody touches it and it's shiny because everybody touches it all the time yeah but there's a dog that everybody touches that there's no prophecy behind it people just touch it because it's a dog it's just a dog everybody pets it i love that yeah me and tori pet it we didn't touch the other one but we pet the wait why didn't you touch the other one there's like a mass of people around it and i have social anxiety oh yeah Yeah. but the dog we pet we stayed for the dog nice he probably is good luck too yeah well it's just weird because people are just walking up and petting this carving and then walking away yeah and it's all shiny that's so cool (laughs) huh yeah it's just a thing regardless it's a pretty intense curse and unlike other runestones whose curses are tacked onto the end of more benign inscriptions the curse is full of content of the bjork tarp stone Unfortunately, insidious death and a plague of maleficence only come into play if you break the monument. So you have to, like, break the stone to fall into this curse. Yeah. Short film idea. Honestly, (laughs) I wonder if it's been done. Yeah, probably. The only story that I could find of someone actually trying to do it that is just vague enough to... Oh, I hate the way I say that word. That is just vague enough. Vague enough, It yeah. sounds like vague. you're saying, like, vague. vag, almost. Vague. Vague. You say plague the same way as well. Plague. Plague. Yeah. And Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Vagal. Vagal. Hello? Hello. Oh, that one is, yeah. And Hello. full? Full. Yeah. It sounds like full, nearly. Full. Full. The way the podcasters are just going to be like, why the fuck are they saying words back no. and forth to each other? I'm so sorry we've for this gone, episode, y'all. We've gone on so many tangents. I it's know. like every sentence they're like, oh my god, have you ever thought about? <laughs> Anyways, so there's a stone and it's cursed and Maleficent is like going to come at you if you break it. Yeah. And- uh, so it doesn't sound like it's too vague to be a story worth telling. 
but at some point, the Stone's history, a farmer was trying to clear the surrounding land so he could do his, you know, farmer things. And he piled wood around the runestone so that he could light the wood, heat the runestone, and then pour cold water on the stone, thinking that the abrupt change in temperature would crack it into pieces for easier removal. Okay. So he was like, let me put some... St- firewood around this light it on fire that's so weird who thinks about that he's like and then i'm gonna pour cold he got high as shit was like i'm gonna pour cold water on it and it's gonna fucking shatter his wife was like please come back inside gorgon he's like i got no you ought to get no (laughs) yeah the farmer lit the fire but then a strange wind blew through the burial ground simultaneously dousing the blaze around the runestone and fanning the flames in the, the farmer's direction Burning him alive or dead. So he died? Burning him alive or dead? That's what it says. Burning him alive alive. or dead. Nice. Maybe it means like until. I don't know. Yeah. And city of death and maleficence indeed. Yeah. Or coincidence? Who knows? It is weird, like, if he caught fire, but all of the other fire was doused. That is like, yeah. all right, It, like, okay. transferred yeah. from the wood to him. Yeah. <laughs> he's high as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's high. Yeah. <laughs> he honestly just lit himself on fire. I was like, shit, it definitely blew off of the fire, the wood to me, you know? <laughs> he never even lit the wood. No, he just <laughs> lit himself. Like, we have to save his reputation. <laughs> Poor baby. A handful of other theories attempt to explain what the stone actually is, besides a prompt for imaginative stories of burnings, deaths, and anti-agriculturalism. 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 We should do a podcast about that. About anti-agriculturalism? Yes. We should. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing is that it's a gravestone and that some proto-viking is buried beneath it. Oh. That makes sense. Maybe he's a really... Did Vikings all practice um, religion, like paganism and stuff? Probably. I was probably in the culture. Yeah, because maybe he's just like a really... He was like the leader and someone who's really good at cursing and it's his ghost who's coming and... I guess that's the idea of a cursed object is like it's usually infused with... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it is a burial ground after all, is what the book says. It's like, yeah, that makes sense, girl. Yeah. That somebody, the Viking is there and it's inscripted with a Viking language, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Like we do that now with our gravestones, you know? If it was America, they would for sure wipe it down and build like an apartment complex there. However, in 1914, the area around the stone was excavated. (laughs) Oh my god. And no remains were found, which seems to rule out the theory. So nobody was buried beneath it. The second theory is that it's a syntaph, a grave marker memorializing a dead person whose remains are elsewhere, maybe lost at sea, or rotting on a foreign battlefield, or buried far from home. Makes sense. It's a burial ground with no bodies under it. The third theory is that it's a shrine dedicated to all Father Odin. This also makes sense, Vikings, you know? Yeah. And that would explain why it's powerful enough that it could actually transfer fire from wood to a person. Yeah. And threaten that much if it was destruction. A God. Yeah. Yeah. The final theory is that it's a mere border marker between ancient Swedes and their neighbors, the ancient Danes. I hope that one's not true. It's boring. It, yeah, that is boring. <laughs> All of these theories put the stone's curse in different contexts. Depending on which is true, the runestones could be protecting the earthly remains or memory of a dead person, protecting against blasphemy against the gods, or protecting the sanctity of borders. Or the inscription could have been a common phrase, a proto-meme perhaps. Proto-meme. <laughs> proto-meme. The good band name. Yeah, proto-meme. That is a great band name. We Proto-meme. Have yeah, we <laughs> do. Add it to add the list. To the list. <laughs> I say this because about 35 miles west of Bjorktorp runestone, another stone was found with almost the exact same curse and the exact same ancient runic language engraved on its surface. The Sintenoften runestone. The Sintenoften runestone doesn't break <laughs> any records at night. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's so funny to me. <laughs> I'm a comedic genius. The pause. <laughs> It sounds like I'm making Siri say it. <laughs> the Sintanothen. It does, yes. It doesn't hold any records in height. It's an oblong shape, but it's connected to the Bjork runestone is clear. So they're similar. Yeah. 
what are those things um that they had in like egypt and some places in in italy and they're ob ob obelisks obelisks is that like the big tall tower things with like a point mm-hmm. and they're imported from other places and they like they're also in the u.s oh yeah true i <laughs> what are they called though I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Maybe it could have been like a one of those types of things where maybe like a border protectant that had like the exact same message or like something that's like their version of that thing, but it was only in that area mm-hmm. and it didn't make its rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Like maybe it doesn't have a curse. Yeah, maybe it's, it's just, like a... just stories because there's this creepy thing. Yeah, like a weird ass shape. Humans need to rock have reasons why there are creepy it. things, you know? Like <laughs> we need to have a reason why it's there. Yeah. So it was discovered by a priest, the other version of it. The. The twin. Stinton often. Brunestone. <laughs> <laughs> Your smile. You're sitting in was discovered by a priest in 1823. He found it face down, surrounding by five other stones in the shape of a pentagram. Its arrangement might have been intended to ward off evil beings like trolls. These days, the Sintonofton rune stone can also be found in Bleking. At a church... This has the unlaut thing over the O. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sulzborg. A holy house surrounded by a hellish curse. There's a lot of runestones around the world in a lot of different languages. Few are as surly. Surly? I don't know what that means. That's surly, like, I feel like that's used in Oklahoma. Few are as surly (laughs) as the Bjorktorp runestone, (laughs) which is a giant middle finger of a cursed object jutting out of the ground in a forest. That's Vikings for you. Beautiful. We should. I am so sorry. That was so hard for me to read, and hopefully, I can edit that together to make sense. No, it'll it'll come together perfectly. You sounded like someone I would pay fourteen dollars a month on Audible to read to me for. That was weird phrasing, but you got the to point. To read to me for. To, to read to me for. <laughs> <laughs> um, Please. We should someday, someday in the distant future, we should like get a list of haunted objects that we can go and see in person still. And go on a haunted object vacation. That'd be fun. Whether it's in a the U.S., tour. we could do, like, a little car road trip and just do the U.S., or we could do, like, in Europe or something. Sorry about that buzz, everyone. Yeah. Um, Mic issues. What's new? Yeah, we're stoners, okay? We're trying. The th- We've put at least $30 into these mics, all right? We're doing our Actually, damnedest. we paid, like, $250 for these mics. Yeah, we did. And then that... The cord, like all this recording stuff, it's easy, but it's hard. Let it's me hard, you. yeah. It is. I finally learned how to do the noise reduction thing. I watched so proud like, of a you. YouTube tutorial. So, so proud of you. Yeah, yeah. It's only been like what half a year. I was like, I might as fucking well like learn to do this. Hey, right? that's okay though. Yeah, yeah. Watching you do it, I was like, oh, that's not what I've been doing. <laughs> so it's like mm. one little tiny piece of audio has been clean and the rest of it's probably been like uh, um but anyways not any longer listeners and you're welcome yeah. for learning that okay thank you for <laughs> listening to us as well <laughs> we love you we do love you a lot yeah. it's fun we're just little stoners who get to talk to people nothing to talk, talk to, to the <laughs> abyss <laughs> it's my lifelong dream to have the abyss listen like just you guys do. there's a few of you out there thank you for listening to us yeah, and thank you for the people who rated us on Apple Podcasts. We didn't yeah. even see those reviews until more recently, and we are so happy to be your little stoner podcast best friends. 100%. It's so fun to know that people actually care. Yeah, because we would do this even if no one cared, I feel like. You yeah, know, 100%. I didn't out. think anybody cared for the longest time, and now I'm seeing people comment, and I'm like, oh, people do actually care. <laughs> thank you. That's what life It's so rewarding. Like. It is really rewarding. Yeah. But the fact that we would do it anyways without the reward, that's what motivates us. Knowing that even if no one listens, because we're, we're listening also to selfish humans, so we're yeah. like, how funny <laughs> would it be if we had a podcast where we smoked weed and talked about? <laughs> how funny would it be if no one listened? 
our children in years uh, no, to come. <laughs> how I met your mother, but instead of forcing them to listen to the story of how we met each other's partners, we'd just be like, listen to our fucking true crime stoner podcast. Have you watched How I Met Your Father yet? I have, yeah. Is it good? I haven't watched it. Yeah, it is. There's a lesbian on it. Love that. Um, Yeah, it's got like a very similar vibe. Like the, this isn't a spoiler, it's in the first episode, but like one of the main characters owns a bar. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, the same apartment set, like, differently designed. It is designed. the same apartment set. It's, I knew that. It's cool. It, it's And it feels like it was made at the same time as How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm. in the aesthetic of it all. Love you know? that. Like, you could... Well, because yeah. it's apparently the story is being told from nine, or from 2060 about 2022. Yeah. So some of it is a little, like... I hate when they talk about, like, dating apps and things like that yeah. on shows. It just feels like weird yeah because i know that that's such a big part of our life is apps and like tiktok and social media and things like that but when people talk about it in shows something about it feels cringy to me i'm Mm -hmm. just like shut up like stop mom yeah so there's a bit of that but i mean it's like it's not bad actually that's just like something that i personally like cringe at even though it's our reality yeah i don't like it either besides for that one episode i mean i think it's overrated but the one episode of black mirror that was the (laughs) rating one what's it called yeah i don't remember what it's called it was a good it was good though yeah people think that's the best episode of black mirror though and they're simply wrong what's your crocodile is so good which one is that it's the one that it's the memory reader yes yeah and it's like the the it's like a tv screen memory yeah reader. and it's like low tech yeah it's really good i th- i think I watched, like, the newest season and, like, the video game one. Mm-hmm. The video like, game one is also the, really the good. The one, kind of. That one. Do you... Like, the VR one? In the newest season? No? Have you... I've seen it, the but... Fourth, the one with only four episodes. The one that has, like, Miley Cyrus's episode in it. Yeah. The... Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Viper Strike. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. That yep. was a good one to me. I yeah. really liked that. That was also was very like, good. You're gay. Like, it was kind of hot though it yeah. was hot i just oh man <laughs> oh okay the black angel current location oh iowa um iowa oakland cemetery iowa city iowa have you been there yeah it's super close to my home oh uh, i have a friend that touched it the black angel yeah oh are they cursed no read and find out okay um, it was created for Teresa Feldervert and family, and it was made in 1912. The sculptor was Mario Corbel. 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 The material is bronze. So, mm. wait. Why is it called the Black Angel if it's bronze? Okay. Oh, I just read the second sentence. You're about to find out, guys. If you're curious, <laughs> stay tuned. So, an it- active reader. <laughs> It was once an eight-foot-tall, shimmering bronze memorial to a young son and a dear husband. Today, it is a blackened horror of a figure with a deathly curse. You can say hi to it during the cemetery's open hours. That's funny. They should make that a commercial for the cemetery. They're like, you can Come marry Grandma hi. Sue. Come say hi to the black angel during yeah. cemetery hours. And it's like, <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> It yeah. plays really badly on the radio. There's a lot of static. <clears throat> Anyways. There's like a ghostly shriek at the very end of the thing. <laughs> love um okay so oakland cemeteries in iowa city iowa it was established in 1843 it covers about 40 acres it's protestant and is full of the usual plain rectangular tombstones and dead people nothing too out of the ordinary and nothing worth mentioning as far as cemeteries go except for the giant black angel dominating the landscape and terrifying visitors <laughs> wow maybe it's not cursed you're just she's like a main really character. slamming her yeah she's a main character like, it's like tall girl but instead it's like a haunted figure They're like, yeah oh she's so weird tall girl oh. i cannot believe you just used that as an example it's like tall girl did you see there's gonna be a tall girl too no i didn't yeah i'm so excited tall girl too tall girl even too. taller is that what it's called? No, it's just called Tall Girl 2. Okay, even taller would have been, like, a really great title. Like, <laughs> she has a growth spurt. So and that's why I it. should be in the writing room. I think you should. Like, you bring a great perspective. You're gay. You'd wear, like, a cute earring. Like, you'd say things. It's like that class where you said one gay thing each time. I feel like <laughs> yeah. that would be you in a writer's room. <laughs> 100% one gay thing each time. Yeah. That's all I have to I offer. Like, as a dancer. <laughs> as an artist. Um... Yeah, there's other things besides the fact you're gay, Nick, okay? You're also balding. 
Like, you've got As more than one personality trait. <laughs> As um, a balding. Okay. Uh, angel statues in cemeteries are extremely common. There are millions of them spreading their stone wings across the dead in America and Europe. So many, in fact, that the wondrous image of a person with feathery wings has become a bland sight. As bland as a rectangular tombstone in a cemetery. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah. But not the Black Angel. The Black Angel has transcended blandness by going full-on spooky. Because she's the main character. She is the main character. She said, oh, you think I'm common? You think I'm ugly? Think again, bitch. I'll be the ugliest uncommon thing in the entire fucking world. Bitch. Bitch. Uh, (laughs) And being full-on spooky in a cemetery has earned its abundance of creepy legends. It also, strangely enough, makes the statue better at memorializing the dead beneath its feet. People will forget about a boring funerary statue, but they'll talk for generations about a scary one. The statue is eight and a half feet tall and stands atop a square pedestal that lifts it to a full 13 feet. It depicts a winged woman in a flowing dress, her head tilted down so that her face is usually in shadow. Her massive wings are at odd, asymmetrical angles, one extended, one perpendicular to her body, and the other drooping like it's broken. Her arms That's are That's just really wings. interesting visual. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of, in a lot of satanic imagery and in a lot of Christianity imagery, like Christian imagery and a lot of other cultures and religions around the world there's always like hand positioning is really important and i just feel like this wing positioning is mimicking a lot of like and the way they're describing it and a lot of satanic imagery there's two fingers on the left hand pointing down to the left corner okay um it's just like a common image yeah and this like broken wing is reminding me of that which is curious yeah it you know Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. the statue that holds Harry at the end? Mm-hmm. That was, like, the first thought that I had, right? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, sort of Phantom of the Opera, too. Uh, you know, have you yeah. seen Phantom of the Opera? Uh-huh. With a little, like, cemetery at the end? Uh-huh. I thought about, you know. Have like, you seen, what's the sequel to Phantom of the Opera? Oh, my, um, Love Never Dies. Love Never Dies. No, I haven't, have you? you? Yeah. Is it good? No. It's isn't, drama though. Isn't it like it's Coney Island kind of? They go to Coney, Coney Island, yeah. Why? <laughs> right? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> They're like It's a Coney Island drama. <laughs> the opera house just burned. Everything's terrifying. Let's go to Coney, Coney Island. Island. Yeah. You should watch it sometime. No, I would love to. Yeah. Oh wow. Everyone dies. I can't believe that seems like a spoiler. That seems like a big spoiler. Okay. Oh, sorry. Isn't it like Phantom and Christine fanfic? Yeah, basically. I love that. I am Team Phantom. I think, yeah. like, well, he did kidnap her, so it's like, okay, maybe that's actually wrong of yeah. me to say. There's a kid involved. There's a child? Christine's child? You have to watch it to find out. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Like, I can't believe you've seen it. Yeah. Like, um, beautiful, so she's in that place where her wing is down. And her arms are aligned with her wings. Um, her uh, <laughs> arms are aligned with her wings, giving the strange impression that she's wearing fake wings strapped to her arms. There's something something round and clay-like about her features. She looks like she belongs in a fantasy cemetery in a Tim Burton movie instead of a real death cemetery in Iowa. The bronze artwork was crafted by Mario Corbell a Czech sculptor based in Chicago. Oh, cool. When it was placed in the cemetery in the early 1910s, it shone gold and glorious. Rodina Federvold Vertodalera. is inscribed in the front of the stone pedestal, which means the Feldvert family in Czech. It is accompanied by a tall stone carved into the shape of a tree trunk. This Iowa plot is the lasting work of Teresa Feldevert, a Czech midwife. The stone tree came first and was planted to memorialize her son from her first marriage, Edward Dozal. He died at age 18 after contracting meningitis. Damn. Yeah. Rip him. Yeah. Can they? Is that still alive? Can people still get meningitis? Yeah, you get a meningitis shot. Oh, cool. That was a vaccine, know. yeah. Nice. See, vaccines do things. You don't get meningitis or smallpox. Yeah. 
and someday maybe not COVID, but I yeah. doubt it. Our polio. Bitches are seriously going crazy. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the way you said that with your whole chest. I just. These please. bitches are going crazy. Like, I doubt anyone listens to this podcast who, like, hasn't. If you're not vaxxed, just get vaxxed, bro. Yeah, I totally respect you. Like, you're so cool and unique, and, like, I love you for listening, but, like. Just get vaxxed. Bestie, I'm begging. Like, if you get vaccinated, I'll buy you a drink. But only if you were not going to get vaccinated, and then you decided from this that you were going to get vaccinated, because I don't want to, like, be buying random people drinks who are already going to get vaccinated. Yeah, people are going to start sending us vax cards. Yeah, and I'm not going to know. And then we'll steal their identities. Oh, yeah. Send us your social security card, actually, and then I'll buy you a drink. Send me your vax card and your social security card, (laughs) and a picture of the front and back of your ID. Yeah, and make sure to send the CVV. CCV? CV? CVV. 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 Make sure to send CVV. (laughs) So, uh, she lost her son to meningitis, but it was her second son that she lost. The first, Otto, died two weeks before she moved to the United States. Rip Otto. Yeah. I feel so bad for people who lose not just, like, one kid, but both of their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they become an anti-orphan. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Literally, yeah. They become an anti-orphan. Um... Childless and husbandless. You did not need to roast her like that, okay? <laughs> Teresa left Iowa City and lived in a few different places before ending up in Eugene, Oregon. Cute. Where she met Nicholas Feldervert, whom she eventually married. She preceded her... He preceded her in death and left her somewhat wealthy. One of the first things she did with that money was commission the angel sculpture. She ended up fighting with Corbell because she wanted the tree trunk gravestone to be incorporated into the sculpture of the angel. But in the end, they were kept separate. Regardless, the angel became a repository for the remains of both her son Edward and her husband. Finally, in 1924, Teresa herself was laid to rest beneath the angel she had commissioned, although the memorial bears only her birth date. It's a beautiful story, each family member succumbing to the inevitable and then being reunited beneath a shining statue for all to see. It's kind of fucked that, like, the sculptor who she hired was like, I'm not gonna incorporate your tree. Fuck you. Yeah, it is dirty. Yeah, like, did she not pay, pay you? Him? Yeah. And he, he just was like, said, for no. me own artistic integrity. Yeah. And it's like, it's for her dead child and husband. Like, yeah. come on. And then her sooner or later. And he yeah. said, uh uh-uh. uh. No, that seems like ugly. I'm, so- I'm sorry. That seems like ugly. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but love you. Maybe next time. <laughs> That's, anyways. Maybe he was like, for $500 more. And she was like, no. No. Can you just <laughs> fucking do it? Do it? He's like, nah. You're building it anyway. He's like, nah. I wonder if she, like, moved back or if they mailed her body so that she was buried I hope there. they mailed her body. Yeah. It's also weird that USPS everyone around her died. really is our troops, you know? I'm like USPS, <laughs> thank your postage workers, okay? Mailing a body. <laughs> they do more than we know. Um, They have to actually, like, chop up each individual body part because they're not, like, allowed to be packaged And then fully. reassemble it. Yeah, and they have to use, like, nails and screws, and they're not, like, trained for that. There's only, like, a manual, which someone from, like, 1903. Like, Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) Four dummies. (laughs) Four dummies. But then the angel aged. Oh, so you think that, like, aging is bad, huh, author? Interesting. Ageism. Ageism. But then the angel aged, and the red-gold bronze oxidized to a deep black, as if the dark forest had tainted it, corrupted it cursed it ah (laughs) normally we call those forces time and weather but in this case because of the stature of the statue and the strange angle of its wings and the fact that it doesn't fit in with the rest of the cemetery and because it's a cemetery in the first place the change in color seems malevolent some say it was the addition of Teresa's ashes that cursed the statue all right okay that makes it so they just send her ashes over Mm -hmm. uh some claimed she had cheated on her husband and that the glowing angel looming above the obscenity and that the looming angel above the loving family could no longer take part in the ruse. Mm. However, the angel started turning black within 10 years of being installed while Teresa was still alive. The angel has occurred as many stories as there are paranormal books and websites. The most common story is that if you touch the statue, you'll die. And for whatever reason, touching is often specifically called out as kissing. <laughs> also, if a pregnant woman crosses the sh- through the shadow of the black angel, the woman will miscarry. 
It's a common enough legend, but a pregnant woman in general might want to avoid rot yards. Oh, that's sort of like a shitty legend, okay? Yeah. Did your friend die? No, not yet, but who's to say? When did they touch it? In high school, so years ago. Did they kiss it? Um, no, but somebody else on the trip kissed it. And did they die? Because that's also, you're supposed to kiss it, I'm pretty sure. Really? Uh, no, they're alive too. Oh. Well, okay. So far, so good. (laughs) Yeah, so a few more years. But we all die eventually. (coughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, goodness. A man is said to have gone mad after breaking off the statue's thumb. And in fact, she's missing a few digits. Another myth is that if a virgin is kissed in front of the statue, it will restore the black angel to her previous glowing form, although we can probably guess why that legend started. It's said that every Halloween, the statue grows blacker. It's Somebody a- kiss me in front of the statue. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm an untouched virgin. <laughs> I would love, we should just gather all the virgins. If you're a virgin, me. meet us next week. Yeah, you every can kiss virgin. Every virgin listener. <laughs> yeah, hello, virgins. Please come to Iowa City, Iowa next week <laughs> at six p.m. So Eastern we can all Standard kiss time. in front of the statue. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's a popular spook spot for thrill seekers and paranormal investigators. A rite of passage for students, and according to some locals, an icon of the city. What it is more than anything can be found in the last two lines of the epitaph on the stone tree trunk beside the black angel. Do not weep for me, dear mother. I am at peace in my cool grave. The black angel is definitely a cool grave. Period. That's true. That was beautiful. (laughs) Nice. I love that. That was an interesting little story. Very interesting little story. I like that. I like that it's from the place that you live too so like you've seen it yeah is it scary eh. yeah i mean as scary as any like cemetery is yeah yeah have you been to that really old cemetery right by us what is it like the, is it the montrose cemetery graceland yes have you been there no also we are triangulating where we live <laughs> We are triangulating not where we live. But there's so many apartments. Like, what are they going to do? We also described the porch and, like, the I know. around your porch. <laughs> so fuck. we're triangulating where you live. Fuck. Like, I am safe. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You're totally fine. You've got, like, 18 roommates and two dogs and live on the cross streets. Blah and blah. No one will ever find you. You can One time I yourself. sold my used underwear to a man, a businessman, and I just gave him this address and stuck it in front of the house in a cute little gift bag. That is so funny. Yeah. If he was dangerous, though. And then the roommates <laughs> yelled at me because they were like, what if he starts stalking you? And I was like, man, yeah, so I'd be famous. You would be famous, the paps. right? Yeah. <laughs> you'd be famous you would not be famous if you had a stalker isn't that you'd have to like i'd feel famous yeah you would feel famous because you've got like the paparazzi the paps the paps baby and it's like an old guy or i guess he's not yeah in my mind like every businessman is old but like they just wanted my used underwear for 30 dollars. yeah he's just lonely bro the business world is a harsh world yeah. It's one where you have to sniff some rando's sweaty undies get off, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like The podcasters um, have gotten more than they wanted to this week. <laughs> no, I'm so... Are you guys loving it? Do you love us? <laughs> Do you want these sweaty underwear? Those. I'll They're also $30. sell them to you, yeah. yeah. I, I don't care. If you want them, I'll sell them. Yeah, and we'll give you his home address. Maybe. We should, yeah. We'll give you his P.O. box. That part. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't think we need to do a three-second summary this week. Yeah, no. Because we both told a story. That's perfect. Do we... Well... Did we, um... Girl boss girl... gay keep gaslight. Yeah. Go. Um, uh... I feel like I always say I feel gay-kept from mental health. Like, every week. Maybe that's just our reality right now. Yeah. I feel gay-kept from normal 20-year-old life. And gate kept from mental health. So, but I'm listening to the body keep score on audiobook. So maybe I'm just gaslighting myself into believing that I'm being gate kept from mental health when this whole time it's been right in front of me. You really connected the dots on that one, and my brain did not follow it. <laughs> but <laughs> the deep breath you said. I said, did I get that one? Did I catch it? I didn't catch it. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <clears throat> I'll pick it up next round. A uh, girl gate gap. You? 
uh, I feel gatekept as well, but I feel gatekept from my meds from being crazy. I want to be a little kooky. I'm really tired right now, and I just want to stay up late as well and be productive because I'm in a time of my life where I need to be productive. Yeah. And I'm just not. And I understand not is how I should be. I mean, not that I shouldn't never be productive, but no, I should but be yeah. going to bed at a reasonable time and, and not, not running manic on mania. as fuck. Yeah. 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 But also, I want to be manic right now. Well, there was literally in the Body Keep score, the chapter that I was listening to was talking about how, like, while um, antipsychotics and antidepressants do work, there's a correlation between, like, with that mental health being so much less productive because mm-hmm. it also is, like, harder to access like that regularity or like that the version of productivity that you're used to so it takes so much longer like yeah you might feel like oh i'm more balanced i'm more stable but you are like more lethargic and a little more echoey for a little bit i would agree she's like oh like finding the motivation as a mentally ill person already is so hard and then the fact Mm -hmm. that a tool that helps you keeps you from productivity is like okay cool nice thank you for that one for sure yeah that's how i'm feeling yeah. Well, so there we are. You should just like stop taking your reels, like go crazy. Yeah, but like... I had a very productive day today. I just shot three different films today. Yeah, you did. What were they? They're for a project that I'm doing where for We Are Collective. Follow We Are at We Are Dance Collective on Instagram. Um, but it's reading Body Space Image. So if you also like the podcast, you would love this because I'm just reading some movement meditations. And then I made three different films that are some of my favorite dancers moving to them as a warm-up, as a self-care, as love and appreciation and allowing your body to experience something. Yeah. But I'm very... Everybody did it very differently. Cool. Which is interesting, and I'm excited to put that all together. Were they all there? seeing the other people do it or was it individual it was individual but like some people stayed and watched so it wasn't like everybody came and watched everybody's it was like some people were watching each other's some people did it alone yeah so it wasn't like purposefully different it's just like the way that they naturally fell into that version of that yeah this whole project has been very much like they've been trying to ask me questions about like what should i wear what should we listen to it before or after and every single time i've been like i don't care yeah like it's up to you this is in your hands as much as mine like all i'm asking of you is that you come to this time yeah i don't care what you're wearing i don't care if you've listened to it before i don't care if you've done any research on it i don't care any of that that's all up to you like whatever you want to feel safe and supported in this air like in this room yeah and i think that really cool productions came or really cool products came out of it i'm excited i'm excited to see me too lovely and also right now nick has a little short film fest yeah check it out check it out katie also has a dope collective yeah right now we we're like theater and showcases and like for singers and And highlighting artists yeah yeah you guys do a lot of highlighting which is beautiful mostly in charity because we were originally going to become an LLC, but that's just, like, something that's so beyond me at the age of 22, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and I just, like, frankly don't have enough life in me right now to try and pursue something, and I don't have, yeah. like, the financial means. So right mm-hmm. now we just, like, want to raise other people and, like, donate to things, you know? Yeah. But we're going to do, like, a little, we're going to write a little musical. That's um, so exciting. And record it as, like, a short film musical in May and June, so I'm very excited. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's the, a big project. It is a big project. We're going to use, like, other people's music. So, like, the music of, like, Mitski or Fiona Apple or, like, people mm-hmm. like that. So it's going to be, like, jukebox. Yeah. Like, a little jukebox musical. And we're going to take some monologues from other plays. But we want, like, it to have a general theme of, like, different types of love. So, mm. like, some of it will be, like, parental love or, like, familial love and romantic and platonic and things like that. Fantastic. But, yeah. That's so, a genius idea. Thank you. It was Erica. Erica's idea to do the little jukebox stuff and then we were like wait we could write some of these monologues Mm -hmm. we don't have to we don't have other people you're getting the ball rolling yeah yeah Yeah. but in the winter i decompress and in the summer i come alive again so that's when the art will be made yeah 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 it's been this project has been a long time coming yeah 
like I recorded these things and released them for our book club back in probably like November. Yeah. But it's just been, then I released the audio recordings and now I'm about to release the films. That's kind of cool. So, That's yeah. exciting. And it's also, our whole collective really emphasizes we're doing this thing called We Are Documentation where we're offering to go and document events that are dance in Chicago for free cool. where we just go and we record it and we edit it and send it out. And so this is kind of another portion of We Are Documentation where like we're seeing a whole process of like this was the book club book and then I did voiceovers so people could like use it as a movement practice. Yeah. And then how does that go a step further? Like it's like a documentation of a process, which I is just interesting to think about. Yeah, and you didn't just like do it for just the book club. You were like, I'm going to create this and you put in that effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. It's just like, how do you prosper ideas? And it's sometimes people get lost in the sauce when it comes to creating. Yeah. And so it's good to see other people's processes. I like this that. This is just an example do of you, a process. Are you going to, like, document other people's things and then also, are you allowed to, like, use it then? Or, like, have your collective view it? Well, or? we... It's on our website. We are documentation is on our website. So we host it as well. Awesome. Yeah, um, we've only done, I think, two now. One was our event, one was for Uncommon Grounds. If you are in the Chicagoland area and want to follow them, they are also amazing in the dance community. Yeah, I feel, I, yeah. But I yeah. fuck with the dance community in Chicago, dude. It's cool. It Everyone seems so free and gay, and yeah. they're all just very grounded. Every dancer who I've met, or that I've met through you, at least, in mm-hmm. Chicago, which might just be, like, your energy, I feel, attracting other people who are, like, grounded and, like, gay and, like, like forest people. Is it is forest, that I forest people, yeah. 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 That's yeah. funny. But dancers are cool. I yeah. enjoy them. Me too. Seeing a lot of dancers today made me happy. Yeah. You've been working, dude. Be proud of yourself. Yeah. Like, you are constantly making the dance films, so everyone go support Nick. Thanks. Go support him. Give him a hug if you see him on the street, even if you don't introduce yourself Yeah, first. just to hug me, random <laughs> just person. Just hug him, please. <laughs> uh, you know where to find us on social media at... Killer Kush Podcast on Instagram. And on Twitter, we're at Killer Kush Pod. And on Facebook, we're at Killer Kush Podcast. I forget that we have a Facebook. Me too. We aren't going to post there very often, but if you are a Facebook user, go. Go follow it. You can also submit a sound of the week and you can also submit a story for the rotation by doing that, clicking the link tree. And you subscribe to our Patreon via the link tree. So join our other two besties um, on Patreon. Yeah. And come and listen to our sessions, which we might, I, I don't know if we've reviewed what the session is in a while. The session. We just released the sessions. Yeah. Like a few episodes ago. Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh, just kidding. We were sick. Just, well, well. I oh, forgot yeah, that I was sick. Yeah. <laughs> cool. There's something else we say. We love you. Also, you can rate us on Spotify now and on iTunes. So make sure you rate us and give us a little five star or four star or a four and a half star. But please or... don't go any lower than that. Like, yeah. guys. Like, if you have something negative to say, honestly, email it to us. Like, we're I think trying it'll our still best. Hurt. And I'll cry about yeah. it. Like it'll give it'll you the satisfaction that you want. Like it'll really hurt us, right? Right yeah. where it's nice, you know. But don't do it in public, yo. Like that's like yeah. Be fake to us in public. He is like give us good stars. Yeah. So we anyway, love you. <laughs> I love you. I'll see you. We're gonna kiss you on the lips and maybe suck your toes. Oh.